Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Screen Talk, IndieWire's weekly podcast. I am Eric Cohn, joined as always by Ann Thompson. We are usually split across two coasts of this fine country, usually fine country. Uh, but right now we're both in Los Angeles, so still on Zoom because it's easier <laughs> to that way. But still, nice to be in town with you, Ann, and see I'm you. I'm going to see you later. There's a yeah. little a gathering that we're going to join each exactly. other on. And tomorrow you've got your your big, on Friday, you have your big shorts event, which I yeah. will definitely attend. Very excited, very excited about that. And, and then get your feedback on which ones you respond to and so forth. But first, we have a lot to discuss from Avatar to the Sundance lineup and of course that we saved democracy by sending postcards to Georgia. It was absolutely up to us and uh, there was I, I have to tell you I sent my postcards to uh, Winnick County which had some explosive growth in participation. I'm this sure year. it was your fine handwriting. Did you, <laughs> it was do, all, did you cursive or? I think you ended was, up uh, sending more postcards than I did. I'll confess. Oh, I, I sent one many. batch of 50 that was very satisfying, but I got a real weird look from somebody when I just dumped them all in the, uh, in the mailbox. I mean, look, I would have liked to make more calls this time. I think they're the most effective, but everything made, made it makes a difference. I mean, even in this case, it was so damn close. It should not be that close. It when you shouldn't be that like close. That. It's very disturbing. Yeah. And thank God, uh, Stacey Abrams had the apparatus in place to make sure that there was a free and fair election way to go um i will say this so i came out of avatar which we should talk about uh as this was happening and and it was really fascinating because it was like here's a movie which we'll talk about which is certainly invested in you know eco issues and and has a sort not not a political agenda per se but a, a certain worldview and then to so come, come out of that and thinking i was thinking about some of the 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 ideology in the movie and then seeing this happen. And I was just like, I'm constantly living in like a struggle to keep the world in some sort of positive place. You know, it's just like a never ending battle from avatar to, to the Georgia runoff. But, but there's a lot different. of nasty stuff heading Donald Trump's way. He's, he's in true. deep, deep doo-doo. That is so true. He's like the villain of avatar. There's good like, news coming down the pike along with all the horrible stuff. So no, but um, like the villain in avatar keeps coming back and we won't spoil too much about about that but i mean he there is in more ways than one yeah well stephen lang is in the movie so we know that his something <laughs> there's something, something going, going on, on but no i think it's okay to say that stephen lang comes back as as a uh an avatar basically an avatar and, and there's that's the very beginning of the movie and there's a group of right. them that land on pandora and we start in the forest of pandora where we left our our uh our beautiful couple and they keep having children and there's some mysterious children that arrive. Uh, one of them comes out of the the avatar of Sigourney Weaver, which I found very strange and mysterious. Did <laughs> yeah, you so explain clearly, that to me, Eric? Okay. Well, first of all, I don't know how Sigourney Weaver had a kid, but uh, it gave. Yeah, no, and they great... keep talking about who's the father, and then there's this right. you know thing with the hands, with the human hands. Yeah. I think he wanted some kind of disability trope to be in the movie. Maybe I I didn't really overthink it too much because I I don't 
consider Cameron to be the most nuanced writer. And and there were more. There were. He I likes to cover his bases. There, there nuance were isn't the, the word. He likes to cover lots of audience bases. I thought that the Sigourney thing, and this isn't spoiling anything, it's setting something in motion. We know that this the third film is already shot and part of the fourth one's been shot. So there's like a whole broader narrative arc about what's going on here that presumably has some kind of payoff. It's not fully resolved, but I will say, whatever the logic is, pretty cool to see Sigourney Weaver. She's great. She's, She's great. She's playing really a good. teenager. Totally and it's beautifully done. Beautifully done. Yeah. And, and it's and like the de-aging thing. Kitty. Like we see de-aging everywhere. Now Harrison Ford's de-aging the new Indiana Jones, but it's not that she just, no, she she's an avatar. Like she's herself. a different character, yeah. but it looks like Sigourney Weaver, a young teenage Sigourney. Weaver. There's no problem with it. And she's one of the ones who adapt. So they have to leave Pandora to go and they, they land, um, you know, they fly, uh, to this water world and well, they didn't um, leave Pandora as the planet, right? They, they have to leave their like forest, their forest the area. Thing. Yeah. Right. And so correct. And so, cause they're under attack from Stephen Lang and his, and his mighty, uh, warriors and, and they're <laughs> who are adapting, you know, one of my favorite scenes in the, Stephen Lang is often used for some kind of comic relief. He's actually very funny in, in the movie also. And there's human elements to him. There's a, a great bonding. What are the names of the dragons that they fly? I guess they're dragons. They fly, they're they, essentially they, dragons. They have to bond with them and put the little... You know, their like, hair in the hole. Their hair in the hole. Not sensual so, at all. And he <laughs> he fights his and, you know, they think he's a goner and then he, he wrestles his to submission. It, it was... A, there's a lot... The thing about this movie, it moves it so fast. There's so much invention, so much... It's like RRR in a way that you're just marveling at the cinema. Oh, yeah. Convention. I think it's a great point it's of comparison. coming at you all the time. The choreography, yeah. the mechanics, the technology, but in the use in, in service of a great story and a lot of good characters, a great family was, at the to, center. To be, Go ahead, to be particularly clear, and, and again, don't want to spoil anything more than whatever you've just said, but I think it's a much better story than the last one, which had, you know, visually was astounding. I thought narratively was okay. It was a good premise. And then I, I kind of was less invested overall in the kind of the, the romance and, and this, as the stakes rose in that movie, I found them to be less involving. But in this one, it, it almost laid the foundation for what happens in this one, which is that you have a, re a real family dynamic and the stakes of of death with a family dynamic and and, and protecting, protecting protecting the family, the family. Yeah, they're under the attack. Real protector. There's, under a, there's attack. A, a critique i think on some level of like that kind of macho alpha male energy to do that which is very much like almost like james cameron looking in the mirror he's been um, talking about that he's been saying in interviews that his own family was something of an inspiration for what go he is tangling yeah. with his children in yeah. this in a very believable and and accessible way that made a lot of sense and also the idea that you would you know just imagine james cameron as a father he he's not around he's workaholic <laughs> central and he comes home and lays down the law you know and his children he says this that his children re revolted yeah know? i mean it's like in the time you might be able to take a vacation this dad hops in a submarine and goes to the bottom of the world, you know, it's like, well, at least all right. so all, all that right. underwater exploration that Cameron really did. And I have so much admiration for him. Comes to the fore. Yeah. 
James Cameron explorer scientist side of of him he he brought brings it to bear i mean the art the the three oscars that avatar won last time they got nine nominations including picture and director but the three that they won were cinematography visual effects and um art direction right now called production design and it was not nominated for any performances no and that's not going to happen again because the academy is biased against performance capture i think zoe saldana is particularly good in this i think the sigourney weaver that would be that would have been in another year of course, <laughs> brand. i mean it's a conversation about it but they they're 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 not even i mean they're not even up to to i mean the you and i have talked about whether pinocchio could get into best picture the reality is that so many people don't even watch the animated films you know, even if it is Guillermo del Toro. And they put them in a box and they think about them in a certain kind of and way. And live action actors are very biased against this kind of, they can it isn't voice work. These are real performances. It's the same yep. as what Caesar in in the uh, Planet of the Apes movie. Andy Serkis. He's one of the great he performance does it well. actors. And eventually he'll probably get some kind of trophy for it. But, uh, you know, it's, it's fascinating you bring this up as an aside. I went to a, a Pinocchio dinner because Guillermo del Toro has been making the rounds in New York. There's a Momo exhibit. He's been around. making the rounds everywhere everywhere he doesn't sleep and uh and had this was a few nights before avatar and of course you know these guys like lived together at one point in the 90s they've been buddies forever he had and already and bailed out his father he paid a million bucks to get his father when he, yeah. he was kidnapped in guadalajara a long time ago he'd seen avatar and he, he said something like if my life was on the line and someone said you have to direct some of the sequences in the, in this movie i couldn't you know obviously biased but well that's no, but wait, what you're that. what you're saying is 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 what i think very few people realize and and i'm a i'm an amateur uh, i mean i've been tracking cameron's technological advances all these years as best i can that, yeah. it's extraordinary what this took to do this underwater stuff, to create all of this from scratch. It's like Jungle Book. It's the same concept. It's you you are creating the world completely from scratch. Right. You're, my eyes, like I was watching this and I was like, again, I did this in 2009, but it was, it's even more pronounced this time where you're like, I can't even fully process what I'm looking at right now. Some of the frame rate stuff bugged me, but just the I didn't notice it world, at all. Where did you notice the frame rate? There are certain, there are a few moments that almost looked like it was like happening in slow motion, or you're looking at a flip book. I can't fully describe it. Maybe it was a disconnect with how it was being projected. I don't have the technical wherewithal to fully describe it. And I think this is going to be ongoing. There's like, these are very brief moments, but I was, I was cognizant of it. And I'm definitely cognizant of the frame rate at the start because it looks different. It looks like, uh, you know, you're watching a football game or something on a really good TV, but you you adjust to that. And that's not as big of an issue. I feel like I saw um, it at a better theater than you It could did. be. It could be. I saw it at the 42nd Street IMAX, uh, which is not the the real IMAX in New York City. That's the the full specs is, is the one. Uh, up I saw it at the town. AMC 15. It, it was stunning. It was unbelievable. You just are completely immersed from the beginning. But you know that moment in the first Avatar where you're suddenly wandering around Pandora in the forest and you see the magic sprites and you're looking yeah. at the, there's a moment. Everyone knows where that moment is. All the neon stuff. And you see the beauty. You just see the extraordinary beauty. The, the, you, you bliss out, you know, and, and that's what people respond to so you know strongly about being inside the Pandora world. That's why the movie's so big all over the world. That's why it's the number yeah. one movie of all time. This has those moments too, underwater. 
and and you feel this bliss. You just feel this. There's there's moments where he's there's a whale like creature that he bonds. One of yeah. the kids bonds with. His name is yeah. I, I mean, I, he's one of the best of the kids. I thought he was extraordinary. Yeah, good. no, all the underwater stuff. I mean, we know that they that they get so much good press for this. James Cameron saying, "Why do you shoot in water instead of doing it with CG? Because it just looks better." But it does make the case for that. I mean, you're really seeing actors swimming around in tanks and stuff and holding their breath. Kate Winslet got a kick out of it. Now she plays um, the 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 matriarch of the sea family, the 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 water world family, and it's not that big a part. I was a little surprised. That yeah, I know it was a little overhyped. Her. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe she just wanted in on that world, or she enjoyed I mean, doing the the, the I talked about it. that that um missing blockbuster New York Times article last week. I mean, th- this I read it and is, I really dis dis disagree with it. Well, but I but I it, one thing it does remind you is it just that Cameron's been taking his time on this, and who knows how different kinds of roles have evolved with time too. And I mean, her role may be bigger in the in the next one. Right, for all, right. For we all, don't know yeah. what she's, she's powerful. Playing. You see that it's somebody it, that like Kate Winslet playing that part, but it's right. not that big a part. Right. Anyway, the story is riveting, and the you follow everything. But what you have is the encroachment, the rapacious warriors coming in with their machines and you have this extraordinary duality you know the organic beauty and peaceful blissful uh, nature world and the the, the machines well there's out. a moment where i mean some of the stuff is kind of on the notes but i did appreciate that these whale creatures you mentioned are really established as kind of characters and then they're treated as animals by the humans because it was one of the clearer attempts I'd seen at least on this scale to to show I mean we've seen films like Blackfish right that show you that whales are intelligent creatures but this is a film like within a a fictional science fiction context is like here are some real sentient beings you can actually identify with or realize have, you know, feelings like your own. And here's how people treat them. And that is an animal rights argument in a nutshell. And I I thought that was really interesting that this is playing as a a huge blockbuster that could make billions of dollars. And it has an argument like that at its core. That's really cool. I think it is a political movie in that. It is a political movie. I I think you should be able to say that It, 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 it definitely is. And, and he's a, I, it's going to be huge. It's not going to, it's, a, I describe, a, you know, a tsunami of box office, you know, but, but the idea is that people will go back to be in this world. Three hours is nothing. Um, they're going to want to be there again. And the other aspect of this, I don't know if people remember that, that James Cameron actually wrote the screenplay for Rambo part two, you know, he is, uh, he's the kind of guy who knows how to establish all the weapons at the beginning and, you know, knows how to put people in, you know, he, look at the aliens movies. He knows how to put, you know, he knows how to do war. He knows how to do battles. And, when, and there's a Western and, element And as he well. knows how to blow Fairly shit up and get a kick out of all the stuff flying around. Yeah, and some of that I did I did get tired of, but then the last kind of showdown is really intense. Well, this is where Titanic comes in. <laughs> it, yeah, there's a Titanic element. Oh, we can't spoil it. We're not going to spoil it. But it, <laughs> it is really intense. And I was thinking, like, Jaws made you afraid to go in the water, this one will just like give you a more complicated relationship to it. You know, it's like, it's everything. It's the scary stuff. It's the beautiful stuff. It's the the ecosystem and so forth. So the, the other thing about that Times article though, is it touches on this whole subculture of people who like 
want to live on Pandora. That's what I was referring to before. That's a, a, that is an argument against the point that this guy was making, which is that it had no cultural resonance. Well, but that, but those, but that that guy says the, the author of that article finds somebody who's such a bias, Eric. Well, but, 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 but I'm saying that there, there's somebody in the article who, who's like, yeah, I, I really am invested in the the fantasy of Pandora, but the movie is not as interesting to me or whatever. But I, but I feel like this one continues. Like, so much time has passed between the first Avatar and the second one, and this one feels like a more fleshed out universe. So it will it can go a lot further in terms of getting people invested in the stakes of Pandora because there will now be more Pandora movies in a more immediate future. So there could be another generation of people who get into Avatar in a much more uh, intense way. There, than was, there was only one avatar. There never right. was a multiverse. <laughs> it yeah, didn't exactly. exist. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And exactly. The MCU was just like Iron Man and like a not great. Exactly. Exactly. Whatever, so. Exactly. Yeah. So it was a different era in that sense. Well, so speaking- uh, as far as the Oscars go, I think it'll get about six nominations, including picture and director. So, and it's also going to go up against Black Panther, in a lot it's of the craft categories. Showdown, though. No, the, is this really, is this I think it trumps Black that. Panther in a big way, unfortunately. Well, but I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. What about for say uh, for Ruth and production design? She already won, so that that gives. But Ava, I I would say Avatar. You know, Black Panther can't compete with Avatar in that in those categories. I just don't see it. Maybe I'll costumes. Be to see how I they, bet yeah, I costumes. bet Ruth Carter gets yeah. costumes. There that's that's where that's where it could happen. Right. But yeah. But yeah. then but then uh, there's a sort of weak weekend song at the end, you know. And there uh, the that the, was not my favorite of the of the original songs. LCD no. sound system and white noise. <laughs> I just the saw com- them last week. It was great. They did the song from White Noise, and it was so good live. They're doing a whole residency at Brooklyn Steel. Um, I really hope they get in. That category is super competitive now. Sure. We got Lady Gaga, we got Rihanna, all kinds of stuff going on there. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. And we've got Pinocchio in there too. And we've got Pinocchio. So speaking of ginormous blockbusters, why don't we talk about the Sundance lineup that dropped this week? <laughs> <laughs> because so, that also matters. So I looked it over, and um, in a, in a, in a, you know, it, it is what it always is. It's a lot of there's an enormous what is it twenty six first time filmmakers or something? You know, with more than that, it's it's twenty eight percent of the of the lineup, which is right. thirty something, I believe. Yeah. Uh, it's actually less first time filmmakers than before, but of course, the last two years of Sundance have been wholly virtual and. This is the first in-person one. So they also need those bigger, some, you know, higher profile kinds of films. And, and there will be a that aspect to the environment that you didn't really get with the virtual festival because it was all just a bunch of stuff you watched at home. Having said that, one thing that we know is going to happen with Sundance this year is that the virtual will happen five days into the festival. That's right. I'm glad um, they're still doing that. So that, and, and most festivals, by the way, bigger festivals, they don't. Way. they're not into that. Sundance captured audiences in all 50 States. I know that this is controversial in the industry, just talking to some distributors who are they, not. There's some, they, Eric, you can, you, you, you interviewed them so you can argue with me, but as I understand it, there's some wriggle room for films that already have distribution in terms of how many times they're going to be shown. There's a, what I understand is that there was a very, very complex negotiation that went on behind the yes. scenes for each and every one of these films. Well, and, and for the ones without it. distribution, it was easier. 
Well, you can see it. But, I mean, the it seems that the one line in the sand was that films in the competition sections had, had to be. Had to be, yeah. So it, by and large, those are not films with distribution, and they are largely from first-time filmmakers. I think this is going to be an ever-evolving thing. People who are watching Sundance at home don't necessarily need to have access to every movie that plays like Gangbusters and Echoes to be able to see some good Sundance movies. So that element of access is important, whether or not you open the floodgates to the whole competition versus just an opt-in kind of a thing. I think a lot of films do benefit if they're smaller in different sections. The next section, for example, to me, is like a great section to make available to people in 50 states because that's like where the edgier stuff is and the discoveries and so forth but then some people think you just want that small Sundance audience to start the life of a movie a handful of critics write about your movie and that exclusivity then informs what comes next so this is a whole conversation that's unfolding now and I don't think there's one specific solution right but I'm glad they're holding the line they had to fight for it is my point it wasn't easy so the but for example I would imagine that audiences tuning into Sundance and I love the idea that anybody can just sign up you know and people should it's it's wonderful you can buy a pass for like go in there and watch whatever you Want. And then, yeah, I think if you buy a $25 pass and then not to shill, but then you can like buy individual tickets, you know, follow coverage like ours and buy a couple of tickets and you the can buzz builds. Yeah. Exactly right. But there's a movie that, for example, I'm really interested in seeing the neat Nicole, of course, the Nicole Hall of Center, which is one of the highest profile films in the festival. Um, you sure. hurt my feelings with jo- Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Tobias Menzi- Menzies. Right. Where, where there's a marriage in trouble because she overhears her husband saying what he really thinks of her book. This is a great premise. I'm it's in. It's really funny. I'm in. Yeah, but I mean, because you know how to see that film. It, she's a great writer. I mean, uh, she worked with Julia on Enough Said, and that was, you know, a really- Very successful. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking for, a lot of the bigger movies look good. I mean, there's a film called Magazine Dreams that stars Jonathan Majors. And of course, he broke out at Sundance with Last Black Man in San Francisco. And now exactly. he's a star yeah. and he plays a bodybuilder. You probably- The if pictures you are amazing. It, the yeah. images, this performance looks intense. I know buyers are tr- going to be tracking it. And um, that's exciting. I'm excited about Brandon Cronenberg's new movie. That uh, looks very commercial to me. It does. Well, I mean, look- Look, this is a guy who has been making wild, crazy movies like his father while working towards getting out of his father's shadow. Like his first couple of movies felt a bit imitative, even if he didn't like talking about- They were in the horror genre. Yeah, they were in the body horror genre in a very explicit way. And and as far as I can tell, they still are. But Infinity Pool does look, I mean, with with Mia Goth doing some crazy stuff and Alexander Skarsgård, it's it's like, it just looks like a movie that could have a real kind of life. And I'm sure Neon is thrilled about- you know, being able to continue his his other films were Sundance films too. So there's there's a continuity there that I think is kind of great. And and part of the reason why a festival like Sundance remains really valuable, even if the future of the movies as a business proposition in theaters, et cetera, et cetera, is still wide open. And it's hard to know who's going to spend money at Sundance. Well, um, Netflix already people, did. I mean, they yeah, picked up this already, documentary yeah. called The Deepest breath. It's about the um, deep sea diving. It looks like it's in the genre of of the free solo, say. 
you know, sure. only this and, time and, uh, we're back in the water. <laughs> yeah, right. And people who are seeing Avatar uh, are too are, are you know looking for their their water fix, and then they turn on. <laughs> so, you know, but this you is you know the the festival good. hasn't even started yet, and the no. the, the, the acquisitions are are. I mean, they're showing right. twelve. And docs movies. are often the hottest titles there. Yeah, and they and they still could be. I mean, there's a doc on Little Richard that looks really good, dealing with him as sort of an underappreciated queer icon. There's a Michael J. Fox documentary which app already has but a whole bunch of stuff like that i'm really curious about a doc that's opening the next section on kim's video because that's a crazy story and it looks really weird honestly the that approach. one may not be one of the months but what always happens every say. year at sundance is that the future oscar contenders are, are often uh, quite a few yep. of them they uh, have a good launch track at sundance yep, yeah exactly very hard to get into the doc competition yeah no but what i was going to say before is there are there are so you you remember those days when it, there was that opening night film stigma it was like one film played on opening night and it was usually like not the best movie of the festival and it, now it, they it, have 11 i think <laughs> well yeah technically it's 12 because of the short films there's like you have like a dozen options on opening night in addition to this fundraiser where like ryan coogler and nikiaru jusu and uh, W. Kamau Bell are being honored. So it's like Sundance is just going to like start with like just a flirt. You're just, I won't even know where to look. And and that kind of like overwhelming sense, you know, we get that when we, we've gone to Cannes the last two years, but we haven't had that at a, at a major U.S. festival of this scale. And so it's, I, I keep saying when people are like, well, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, you know, I think it's like the wrong question. It's more like, what what happens once Sundance happens? Because we well, just need I think it, it will be a petri dish for viruses. Well, is what okay. I think. So there's that. But you know what? People have been getting sick at Sundance for for decades, right? This is I a mean, an honorable no. tradition, and now we know how to wear masks. God yeah, exactly. Man. If we had been wearing masks beforehand, we would have had an easier <laughs> time crowding into those condos. And of course, I mean we're all going to be there with uh, at, at the parties, and you can't just go to Sundance and not and just watch movies. I mean, even when my, I remember my first year I went and I was seeing things at 8 a.m., seeing things at midnight, but somehow I was squeezing in, you know. You and me both, kid. Yeah, it's it's unavoidable. And that's, that's a unique ecosystem you cannot replicate online as much as I am a VR evangelist. And I hope that New Frontier brings back. Comes that back. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. You tried it out last time, I remember, and you, you were able to appreciate. I was wandering like a lonely avatar. Yeah. You know, I hope that that, I hope that. Uh, I wasn't you know, the, I wasn't the belle of the party. Trust me. We'll try it again. So I'll get you into an another platform at some point uh, anyway and so i will see you at our event on friday and then uh, we'll catch up next week because we got a big uh topic to discuss and that is of course our favorite movies of the year all the top 10 lists are dropping left and right we're working all on the our- arcane new york times uh 10 best list. you love that word i i, I like do. that i think it's a you advocate for stuff people have no i'm happy to look at movies i don't I, I may not have seen you know but when there's so many of them on uh this is a.o scott when there's so many of them on one list you just have to go come on guy you know give us something that maybe somebody has seen you have plausible deniability in that context as a critic because if you haven't seen it who's to say what these things are and of course nobody's seen avatar yet most lists that might have included avatar don't because they've run so we'll see we'll see what happens with ours and we'll see uh we'll see if i can surprise you with anything that you haven't seen because uh oh I've you usually do <laughs> but I, I may i may surprise you <laughs> sure. yeah, sure. all right we'll all work right. on that i'll see you next soon. week bye bye